Welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show on ESPN Denver 1600, talking Denver Pioneers men's hoops as uh, we are in the middle of a Pioneers homestand, which is uh, feels like such a novel thing this year. My name is Tyler Mond, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn, live from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. Coach, good to see you. What's going on? Good morning, Tyler. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Good. Good, good. I'm in a two-game winning streak. We're at home with two more to play. Things are good for the Pios. I was going to say, it's been a fun stretch uh, as of the last, uh, you know, little while here. It's uh, I, I don't feel like I'm crazy. It does feel like this is the first homestand in forever. And it also feels like 75% of this season has been on the road, even though I know that's not the case. Is that what it feels like to you guys, or is that just me? Uh, certainly at times, for sure. <laughs> you know, our uh, the, the DU... Uh, tour through America this year with men's basketball. We've, we've been to a lot of places, but uh, that'll change a little next year in our schedule. I think you'll see. Now, to be fair, it is, uh, if I can do math here, 13 road games so far and nine home games. And you do get two more home games uh, on this homestand coming up on Thursday against Kansas City and on Saturday against Oral Roberts. Uh, and this is a, a very big stretch for your team and you're riding back-to-back victories, knocked off Kansas City on the road uh, in a coach's show that we talked about last week, of course. And on Saturday, you had a huge win over the Omaha Mavericks. And that is what we're going to spend some time talking about here today. Uh, not just a win and not just a win that, you know, feels good. That was a convincing win. Uh, I heard it referred to on a, a Summit League podcast yesterday as uh, an annihilation. Uh, and that's sort of what it felt like, 94-63, in which just – everything seemed to click for your guys. I know when we talked post game, um, you said it was, it was really one of those days where everything did seem to go well, being able to evaluate and watch film and all of that. Uh, what did you like most from that performance on Saturday in a 31 point win? Um, it, just a, a very workman's like uh, attitude by our team, uh, execution of a game plan, a consistent effort for 40 minutes. Uh, Tyler really unselfish play throughout you know, you, you shoot 57% from the field when when you move the ball, when you have great player movement, you have great ball movement, you make the best play for the team every possession. No one has any individual agenda. It's just about moving the ball, passing up good shots for great shots. So really, really excited and pleased with the progress that the team has continued to make. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the, the field goal percentage, the assist, but the 40 minutes of just a consistent effort on both ends of the court, Tyler, we, you know, we executed our game plan from a defensive standpoint, I think held them to 20, 24 points in the first half and really did a good job with our ball screen defense. As I told you in the pregame, we were concerned about their transition game. And uh, one of the things that we had our bigs do was not go to the offensive glass, but to sprint back and help the guard corral is the term that we use. The, the point guard is he pushes the ball up with pace. And we really did a pretty nice job of that. And I, I think gave up just, I think it was six points in transition against a very good transition team. Coach, this was a 6-6 game early on. Uh, then your guys went on a 12-0 run and really never looked back. And uh, this is now two games in a row in which you've had pretty steady, consistent starts. And I know one thing you talked about prior to the Kansas City game is we are going to have a good start today. Yep. This is not, let's have a good start. This is something that we are are fully on board and in belief with. Um, to be able to put together back-to-back -to -back efforts like that, what does that do for your guys? That's been a, a conversation that we've had throughout the season. Now seeing that progress, that's the latest you know progression uh, with this program. Those have obviously borne some pretty good results the last two games yeah you know what what you see is a really coachable group 
Um, and, and I've seen that all season, just not now, but it, it's, it's awfully nice to know that at this point in the season with one round of league play left, that the, the guys are, are, are doing their best to execute game plans. They believe in game plans. They believe in the message that the coaching staff is sending them um, and they're executing it at a much higher level. So, you know, that's, that's been the best part. And as I've said to you all season, just the, the, the approach that the guys take to practice, um, uh, you know, it, it's two, two, a two game winning streak is not success by a lot of definitions and certainly not, not by ours moving forward, but it's progress for us. And, and it is uh, a team with some momentum right now. We are playing well offensively and defensively. We're doing better in some areas that had been troublesome for us, whether it was getting off to good starts, whether it was defensive transition, whether it was defensive rebounding. These are all areas we've targeted and we've seen substantial improvement. So, uh, and, and I think that that builds confidence and the guys are able to see Hey, we, we can do those things at a higher level and what that equates to is success. And, you know, it's interesting. We, we met with the team yesterday and we kind of wrapped up the Omaha game and, and showed them some film clips. And I made the announcement, I, I think minutes after the summit league made their announcement that Tevin was the, the summit league player of the week and the first freshman to do so in a long, long time for the conference and, uh, and the first player of the week that we've had in a while. And it, you know, I've said all along that when the team is successful, the individual accolades come with that. And it's just a, a real good example uh, in Tevin's situation that he, he got that award. C certainly he had two good games, but the, the team was successful. We won those two games and, uh, and, and played very well. And uh, it, it's nice to see those individual accolades when the team is successful. Coach, when you um, take over a, a program that has had, you know, a, a few down seasons now, you put together these um, these baseline accomplishments. And like you said, you know, a two-game winning streak is not anything that anybody's going to write home about. But the fact that you do have to kind of get guys in a position where they're learning how to do these things now, piece together, you know, whether it's two strong starts in a row or a couple of wins in a row, um, all of that, the, the carryover for this roster – seems to be that they are having a lot of fun right now, mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome to see. I know uh, during the the six-game road losing streak on the the lengthy road trip back in December, we talked about how, you know, it's it's frustrating because there are a lot of moments of progress for your team, but not being able to see it in the win column gets really frustrating. Now seeing them have fun, how much fun is that for you guys as a coaching staff, knowing that uh, this is something that's translating throughout all of your guys uh, on the bench and on the floor? Yeah, it's great to see it translate in the win and loss record. And, uh, you know, we've we've talked several times about the chemistry and the camaraderie and um, <clears throat> you can really see it on the floor. I think you it was in full bloom or full effect in the game on Saturday. Just the guys making extra passes. I talked to the team about that yesterday, actually, Tyler. And I, I said, you know, as a coach, one of the, the things that really warms my heart was just the way they enjoy each other's success. And, you know, it, it might have been Tristan's alley-oop dunk. It might have been the pass that Corey made or the, the field goal that Corey had at the end of the game, you know, that everybody was so excited about. But it was the same reaction to an extra pass, uh, you know, to one of the players for a three. Um, it, it was the same reaction when Peyton came in and played really well um, in the game and took a charge and, you know, you, you had that same reaction that 
an appreciation for teammates really competing at a high level and then enjoying their success. And um, it, it just, as a coach, it warms your heart. You know, you, you can't draw that up and you can't make that happen. Uh, that's got to be something that uh, is intrinsic in, in, in recruiting good people, first of all, with, with a high level of character and integrity that enjoy other people's success that are unselfish. And, and then with success, you, you see the effect of that. And uh, it, it's just really pleasant to see, really nice to see. There's a lot of guys whose performances uh, we can and will talk about, um, but one guy I want to single out before we talk about the big individual storyline of the week, uh, Mikey Henn nearly had a double-double before halftime on Saturday. He had 11-9 and nine in the first half, and, um, you know, I know it's been somewhat of a, a roller coaster ride of a season for Mikey coming into a new program and kind of being in that leadership role while in the first year with new teammates and, and all of that. He's had some big performances, and he's had some performances where he's kind of taken a backseat. On Saturday, he was like a man possessed, and uh, – really seemed to embrace what Omaha was giving him. What did he do so well on Saturday that enabled that? He ends up finishing with 13 points and 12 rebounds. He also had six assists, uh, just a really steady game from him. Yeah, no, I, I mean, how, how about that? I, I've tried to convince Mikey all season long. He's a lot more than just a three-point shooter. And, uh, you know, I think at times fell into a trap of launching deep, deep threes beyond the coverage of the defense. And now what you see in Mikey is a guy who's defensive rebounding, making his presence felt on the glass, which is really important for this basketball team. And, and then six assists, you, you know, uh, with, with Omaha's ball screen defense, we felt we could do a lot of post-to-post -post action, back cutting, and, uh, and Mikey made that happen with some great passes, his awareness uh, to those cuts, and then the execution of making the passes uh, and, and then you didn't see a guy who scored his points just hitting threes. I think Mikey had one, if I'm not mistaken. And the rest of it were deep catches inside um, where, where he got two feet in the paint and he had great position. And, um, uh, you know, those, those we, we love when the ball touches the paint and we got Mikey on some post-ups. So just a, a very well-rounded effort by Mikey. And certainly, uh, you know, those are things that we thought uh, Mikey could contribute to the team uh, when we brought him aboard. And, but I, I've got to tell you, one of the, the, the greatest things about Mikey all season long, Mikey's intent is 100% golden. I mean, the guy is just, he's concerned about the team. And he's an elder statesman on the team. You know, Mikey's 24 years old. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the team kind of gives him a hard time about his, his age or his maturity, but uh, he, he cooks meals for the guys. He takes care of the guys. He mentors the guys. He just, uh, he has such a good heart and a big heart and he cares so much about his, his brothers and his teammates and uh, whether that's feeding them uh, the ball, whether that's feeding them meals, uh, whether that's pulling aside a couple of the freshmen and saying, you know, hey, I've been through this situation, you know, it, it's, you're going to get through it, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for it. He's been such a great influence and, and such a good leader uh, for our team. So it's really nice to see Mikey have a great game like that.
First career double-double, right? First career double-double for Mikey. And like we said, he almost had it by halftime, which is pretty amazing. And uh, we made sure when the the last rebound that gave him the double-double was completed, uh, we were all making sure that it was statted correctly because what happened, it it was a ball that came off the front of the rim. Toko Tynamo got his hand on it and kind of tipped it, and then Mikey secured it. So we were making sure that we had it all correct uh, to give Mikey that double-double. And then he went out and added two more rebounds anyway to give himself uh, a clean double-double. um, and, and you know, I four assists. Looking shot. out for our guys. <laughs> you know, we just try to Doing get everybody Chris. the accolades that they deserve. Chris Smith, our uh, our SID, uh, uh, the one to make sure we do it. We got a lot more to talk about here on this week's episode of the Coach Jeff Wolburn Show, talking Denver Pioneers basketball from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios as DU with two more home games coming up this week. We'll preview those and uh, talk a little bit more about an individual accolade for the Pioneers this week. That's all after the break on ESPN Denver sixteen hundred. DU fans, the Pioneer is DU's neighborhood spot. With a huge enclosed patio on the main level, rooftop patio, and tons of indoor-outdoor seating with HD TVs, the Pioneer is a great spot to meet your friends, grab lunch or dinner, and catch a Pioneers game. We have cold drink specials available all day, every day. Or come enjoy our house margarita or specialty handcrafts. The Pioneer offers quality, affordable food that is predominantly Mexican in nature. Located at the corner of University and Wesley, come see us today and get your Pio on. My name's Tony Tornado. I write and star in my own shows and movies. My crew knows that I dream of Hollywood. They also know that I love Mountain Dew. But there's so much more they don't know. Sometimes at night, I look up at the stars and think, I know why Mountain Dew's so crucial to my existence. But does anybody else? See, Dew's the green gold circulating through my veins. It makes Tony Tornado believe that he can do anything. So now you know my secret. But there's so much more you don't know. Do the do. Continuing on with the Ghost Jeff Wolburn Show on ESPN Denver 1600 from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios, talking Denver Pioneers men's hoops as uh, DU is back home coming up this week to take on the Kansas City Ruse, not the Kangaroos, just the Ruse. And then on Saturday against the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles, Tyler Mon joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolburn. Uh, coach, before we talk about maybe the, the big um, news piece of the week, I want to ask you about a couple of guys who came off your bench uh, on Saturday against Omaha and Peyton Moore and Tristan Green, uh, whose energy level was fantastic. Those are two guys who have been kind of asked to take backseat roles as this season has gone along. And not only have they done well with that, I feel like they've really embraced it, uh, especially in Tristan's case. You know, Peyton got a lot of starts earlier on this season, but even seeing the way Peyton's there after practice, before games, getting extra shots up, working on his, his shot at the free throw line, um, you know, for Tristan, the energy that he's brought in from game to game. It's not easy for veteran guys to be in a spot where they're coming off the bench, don't know how many minutes they're going to play all of that. Uh, but they've both been really impressive from, a, you know, an outsider's perspective, looking at the contributions that they've made. Made. What has that meant to you guys? Yeah, it's meant a lot. Um, it, you know, bef- it was one of the first things I told the team yesterday when we got together uh, after a day off, and and that was to single out Peyton and, and Tristan. And it's really difficult to do what they're they're being asked to do, quite honestly. Which is, you you don't know when you're going to play, you don't know how long you're going to be play. A lot of it depends on foul issues for the team in, in our front court. Peyton has the versatility to play in the back court as well, but not knowing that and then being ready when you're called upon uh, really takes a lot of maturity uh, to to embrace your role. Uh, and, and then when you're called upon to to be ready to make an impact in the game. And, you know, uh, Tristan did that. And I thought when when Tristan went in in the second half, 
we were, I was really fighting against the, you know, going out there and not letting human nature set in where you have a little letdown with a big lead. And I, I said, Tristan, you know, we need your energy. We, you, you gotta get us going here. And boy, he, he did just that. He just, his ball screen defense, his transition defense was great. He was just really, really active. And he is at his best, maybe everybody is, when they play with passion. And um, he, he certainly demonstrated that. And uh, we could do without the chin up on the alley-oop dunk, but um, that's all right. You know, you, you love to see guys enjoy the moment. And uh, he's, he's been through a lot, and you love to see the smile on his face and, and the success that he has. Peyton, the same type of thing, not knowing when he'll play to go in there and uh, due to foul trouble in our front court, go in and make an impact. He did the same thing, I thought, in the Kansas City game as well. Uh, and I think he was in, gosh, maybe less than a minute, and he took a charge. And uh, yeah. that, that's just, you know, that's how you make your impact felt. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to hit a three. You don't have to score. You know, get some rebounds, set good screens, take charges. And those guys really made their impact felt in the time that they played on, on Saturday. Those guys combined for uh, 19 minutes. They went four for six from the floor, two or four at the free throw line, two rebounds, um, a block. Tristan's block on on a dunk attempt was really yeah. impressive. A couple of steals. Um, and yeah, he got two points on a dunk and he gave one back on the ensuing technical foul shot. <laughs> but as I said on the broadcast, you're up 30. You could take the style points. Um, hey, you know, we're, we're such a better team. When, when those guys come in and play significant minutes and, and help our team that they, yeah. the way that they did, uh, gosh, we, we are such a better team when that happens. Coach, you uh, also, from the flip side of your veteran guys, you go to your young guys, and we've talked so much about how talented this freshman class is, how exciting this freshman class is. Um, Tevin Smith is the Summit League Player of the Week this week, and he becomes the first pioneer to win it uh, this season. He is the first uh, freshman to win it since 2018 in the league, and he is the first Pioneers freshman to ever win this award in the Summit League. Um, Tevin, obviously, we talked about his monster performance uh, at Kansas City, but even last time out against Omaha, 18 points two rebounds two assists he's been so incredibly efficient lately to see you know we've talked a lot about Tevin to see his progression and to see him honored uh you know in a way uh where he gets some some accolades uh in the conference how thrilled are you guys for him as a as a staff you know again it goes back when the team is successful the indiv individual accolades come and uh but to Good things happen to good people, Tyler, and and Tyler and and Tevin is one of the best. He's uh, to see you've seen his progression throughout the year, and it's it's been so fun to watch. Um, he he just he listens and he's coachable, and he has a skill, and it is a skill to implement what the coaches are talking about: suggestions, ideas, construct constructive criticism. He just implements it into his game almost immediately, and it, it's not perfect, but the intent to do what you're asking of him is always there. And I, I've, I've really thought with Tevin, the, the maturity about the way he plays is that he plays to his strengths. So many times guys try to do things that they can't do, and you never see that with Tevin. You know, Tevin knows that that right now, uh, you know, may, maybe one two, three, three-point field goal attempts are, are a good number for him. And, uh, you know, where with Coben, that number might be six or eight. But Tevin understands what his strength is. His strength right now is taking the ball to the basket, going off the bounce, posting up smaller defenders, 
and really getting good with his back to the basket and slashing to the hole. And, uh, you know, and the rebounding is something that we saw against Kansas City, which, you know, boy, does that ever help our team, you know, to have a guard get you 10 rebounds. Uh, that, that's huge. So uh, it's really cool to see. And, and you know, we're, he's just taking what the game gives him, what the defense gives him. You know, you're, you're not seeing a guy come down and launch, uh, you know, 15 shots a game. It's his efficiency is just amazing at uh, the, the points he's scoring with the shots that he's taking. He's getting to the free throw line, which really is a reflection of his aggressiveness and his toughness. And um, it's really cool to see. There is a lot of stuff uh, that you could put that descriptor on for this Pioneer season uh, here in 2021-22 that it is all really cool to see. The Pioneers will enter this Thursday matchup uh, against the Kansas City Ruse in effectively right now kind of a battle uh, for the fifth spot in the league. Uh, those teams, even in conference wins, everybody else has played a different amount of conference games so far this year. Pioneers four and five in conference play. Kansas City's only played seven conference games at this point. They're four and three. Uh, but coach, this is uh, a weird matchup in that Ordinarily, you know, in sports, you go on the road and get a win against a team and you think, oh, well, you get them at home now, you should be okay. Kansas City's style does not lend itself to that at all. They are such a difficult draw uh, from the opening tip through the 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it takes against the Ruse. Um, and with that, it feels like because of how aggressive they are, they are because of what good defense they play, they are a difficult draw to try to beat twice in one season, home, away, whatever it is. When you see them on Thursday, what are the biggest keys? Uh, you got the road win, 63-55, but to be able to take down this team again, what do you have to do right? Well, uh, I'm looking at the scouting report as you ask that question. Number one key to the game is value the basketball. <laughs> it's going to say, don't turn it over 26 times. <laughs> but you, you know that they, they play like no one else plays. Right. They, they, they have a unique style. They almost remind me of uh, a service academy or a Georgia Tech in college football. They're like a triple option team yeah. in an era when everybody else is doing nothing but slinging it around. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a, a good analogy. Uh, what they do, Tyler, is they, they are really physical. They are really aggressive. They don't want you to run any of your offense. Um, you, you know, against Omaha the other night, we were able to run our offense. They play a gap-oriented defense, and we were able to move the ball, and we had just four turnovers in that game, you know. Uh, but Kansas City doesn't allow you to do that. They deny, when they're one pass away, they deny that pass, and they'll push that out to 30 feet, and, and they'll deny so what we're able to do effectively in the first game is we're able to get a lot of back doors against them. And you have to do that. You have to run some sets. Guys need to be players. And when they're denied at 30 feet, they need to make back cuts. Um, and, and that's one aspect of how to loosen the defense up a little bit. Um, you, you know, they, they also hedge very hard on ball screens where it's almost a double team, you know, to your ball handler. So even though your big is open as he slips to the basket, you know, you've got J.J. or K.J. out there with two guys on him, including a post player. It's very hard to get him the ball. So against a team that plays you that way, you, 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 it's really tough to run your offense, and guys have to put the ball on the floor. They have to bounce it. They have to draw help, not engage it, but draw help, and then make the appropriate decisions. We could have done a better job in the first game of making better decisions. You know, I, I look back at all the turnovers in, in our first game yesterday, and, you know, maybe as much as uh, half or more 
I think were a result of us just being hurried and, and not the defense doing something, um, you know, that, that caused the turnover. It wasn't a deflection. It was a guy, we threw the ball out of bounds just because we were hurried. Right. So we've got to do a better job of that. We have two more days to prepare, uh, but that's what we're going to face. And um, it, it's, it's different. You know, you, you, you can't run your offense and uh, guys need to be players and they make need to make good decisions. Well, and it's, I'm glad you say that because that was one of the things that I was saying on that broadcast against Kansas city is it feels as though a pretty high percentage of the turnovers are just kind of out of um, yeah, being rushed or a miscommunication on a guy who's cutting at the last second before a pass goes to where he was. Uh, and those are things that you feel like you can clean up. Uh, and you were still able to get a win over Kansas city with 26 right. turnovers, which is impressive. And, um, you'll get the ruse coming in here on Thursday night, not to look too far ahead, but wrapping up here uh, in the next couple of minutes, you get Oral Roberts in on Saturday and ORU as of when we're recording this, they're seven and two in league play. Um, and that team, you know, they were the darlings of college basketball this time uh, 10 months ago to be able to uh, have a shot against Oral Roberts at home. That's a team you had tied, I think 56, 56 on the road, um, you know, over midway through the second half before they went on a run to put it away. It feels like your guys are eager to get another chance against a team that's that good. Um, when you look back at that Oral Roberts game, what needs to change for you this time around? Yeah, uh, I hope that's the mindset. I think that'll be the mindset of our team. Um, uh, they, they are the class, you know, in the, in the upper echelon of our league, certainly. Um, they, they are battle tested. Uh, they have numerous high major level players on their team led by Acemus, who's it was really incredible. Um, I was watching the game the other night, and uh, gosh, he was one of 11 from three, which is so uncharacteristic. And then all he does is hit the shot with six seconds to go to put his team up. And he, he's he's such a big-time player. He's so hard to guard. You know, theoretically, we try to keep the ball out of his hands. It sounds good, but he moves so well without the ball, and it was very difficult to do. Um, uh, you know, our our team defense needs to be better. Uh, we dug ourselves a hole early in that game, uh, and then we came roaring back. And to your point, I think with six minutes to go, the game was tied. Yeah, uh, we'd come all the way back. So we'll take a good look and show the team that in the first 14 minutes of the second half, we held Ace Smith scoreless. So we did a really good job on him. Uh, and, and then offensively, we were able to score. I think during the first 14 minutes, we outscored them by, I want to say, 18, 19 points. So uh, we'll go back and show the team what we did well and, and what we need work on, and we'll have a, a good game plan ready for them. And uh, as you said, a great opportunity to have, you know, one of the, the, the league's best teams, you know, playing you on your home court. Well, per usual, uh, we have run out of time in this week's edition of the Coach Up Wolverine Show while I still had like 30 other questions that I wanted to pepper coach with, but uh, we'll get a we chance. We can stay to... on the line and continue to talk. <laughs> well, we'll do it. We'll do it off the air. That sounds fun to me. Uh, the Pioneers coming up this week against Kansas City, 7 o'clock tip time on Thursday night inside Hamilton Gymnasium, and then Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock start for the Pioneers and the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles. Get your tickets now. If you have not been down to Hamilton to see this team yet this year, you are missing out on something uh that is being built uh on the hilltop at du and he is the head coach of the pioneers jeff wolverine uh coach we'll see you down there at, uh, at practice this week and see you on thursday great looking forward to it thanks tyler wrapping up this week's edition of the coach jeff wolverine show from the pioneer restaurant studios we'll talk to you on thursday night for denver and kansas city